Uh, Dave Giordano, welcome to the podcast. Good to have you here. Great to be here, Mike. Always fun to talk to you. Hey, so uh, so we were talking about your experience and, frankly, wild success in uh, developing and, and hiring people. And I know that a lot of companies I know in our space and in uh, the technology services world, finding people is really, really hard. And uh, you did it well enough for 25 years, then had a great exit uh, in 2020. And uh, just wanted to hear your thoughts on that topic. And you know, we've talked about it a little bit. And maybe we start with, you know, where you started at Accenture and what you learned there. And then we'll take it through to what you ended up doing in TSG. Yeah, I think uh, my great conversation, right? As far as finding, you know, good people, it is, you know, I think it's the, it's the crux of consulting. Right is good people help you sell good clients, help you sell good jobs. You know where do you find those people, especially in a competitive market, and how can you create a repeatable, you know, recruiting um, and retention machine um, instead of you know spending a lot of cycles on you know on constantly the recruiting and retention issue. So yeah. you know I, I think a lot of my background. So I started. Uh, I came out of uh, Northern Illinois with computer science. An accounting uh, background in 1986, so it's it's pretty gray. Um, the, uh, but, <laughs> I'm not going to judge you, by the way. Yeah, well, you're you're gray too. Yeah. Um, but understand, you know, 1986. It's an interesting time because definitely computers were flourishing, but most of the B2B work was all mainframe based, and it was kind of before the, the geek revolution of the 90s of the the computers. So when, you know, it, when I started at, um, what used to be Anderson Consulting and is now, um, has, has become Accenture. And back then, you know, we hired 250 people for the, just the Chicago office. And, and I'm not sure what the numbers were worldwide. Chicago is one of the bigger offices. I, I'm sure New York was hiring the same. And, you know, given the infancy of, um, computer science and the mainframe computing environment, Accenture could not hire, you know, just computer science grads. They had to hire good people and really focus on a higher end train. So I came in with computer science. So I kind of thought I had a little bit of a leg up, but, you know, in my start group were QBA grads from Indiana, were finance grads from U of I, along with some data processing one as well. So, yeah. What Accenture did and what I, you know, kind of learned was we went through two weeks of training in the office and then three weeks of training in St. Charles, which was, you know, it said nine to five, but it was nine to ten at night. Um, but the the experience that I had of that bonding of with those, you know, I had 13 people in my start group and yet they started 250. Those are some of my best friends to yeah. this date. We worked on projects together. You know, you talk about that ability of bonding, you know, people as um, as coworkers and friends. Sure. You know, I met my wife, Melissa, through the best friend of a girl in my start group. I, you know, introduced another guy in my start group to his wife who worked on with me at a project and I was best man at their wedding. You know, so it's not just the, hey, they were taking mm-hmm. um, inexperienced people and training them to do this new thing, which was computer science and, and, and mainframe programming stuff, but it's also, they were bonding them to the firm. And, yeah. and, I, and that, and that is, St. Charles was a, that's kind of like the Anderson you, right. I and mean, that's a very yeah. formalized process. And, um, 
I'm curious. Any more about that? Like, what about that was really memorable from like a process and how they handled themselves? Well, I think you know, and 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 we'll get into it when we when we talk about inexperienced folks. Was you know, in one way, it's really efficient to say instead of you know hiring people, you know, one at a time, and then when they come on board, somebody's got to figure out how to get them up to speed with what we do. Especially, you know, for technology services group, we were in this niche that was ECM. Nobody was, you know, not many people came in knowing what we yeah. did. Um, and at Accenture, it wasn't just about knowing what we're going to do, but it was also very much of a bonding of bonding mm-hmm. yourself to the sure. way that the um, company works. And let's be honest, from a retention side, I was there for nine years. It's mm. it's hard to leave a place that helped grow you and where all your friends are and that, you know, and it makes work more fun. So I I think I grew up with that kind of mentality from an Accenture side. And when I founded TSG after working, you know, I left Accenture, worked for six months at a real, just a body shop that would hire anybody anytime and place them anywhere. Um, One of the things I wanted to bring to TSG was, you know, this inexperienced hiring from college. And, mm-hmm. you know, we started that in 1998, just two years after. Um, I, I think Andrew was our first uh, college hire. Sarah was one of our first interns mm-hmm. that year where we started bringing in, you know, these inexperienced people from college and the benefits of the energy and the, you know, the, the bonding with the team was just something that we found, you know, a big, uh, a, a bit, it just made work more fun. And some of those people, you know, I think George was with me for 20 years as far as one of our college yeah. hires. So, you know, that, that, that piece, you know, I'm, I'm pretty passionate about that, you know, Hey, when it comes to folks looking for a way to energize and, and to establish their culture, uh, yeah. inexperienced folks that you train to do the things you want to do it, which was an Anderson thing, um, is, is one thing that should be, you know, in your quiver of arrows to try. Yeah. As, as well, it's funny. And as career. you talk about it, that sort of cohort idea of having been through something together is really interesting. I know my schooling experience, my college friends are still my, my college friends. Right. Um, I, I didn't have a formal uh, job uh, equivalent, but when I think about, you know, some of the teams in my company now, you know, we think about this group of three or four people as the, you know, 2018 people and these people as the 2019 people, et cetera. And I think that, that having come in together, they remember the same sort of ramp up and process build up. We haven't done it as deliberately as you did. And I think, um, you know, as, as we continue this conversation, uh, hearing more about your process, how you went and found and even identified a handful of schools and all that. I think that's really interesting. Well, I think that, you know, the part of the bonding side, and let's make sure to talk about that is because yeah. bonding as well as training efficiency, right? So the idea that, you know, we would hire folks most of the time that, that graduated in May from college and we would start them in September. And mm-hmm. we kind of evolved to that. Because, hey, it, it's so much nicer to start, a, you know, working at a new company, especially your first job, with other people that are starting your first job. Hmm. Um, just the ebb and flow of consulting. We always have our biggest months in October, November, December. So if we start them in September and train them up, we can have them available for October, November, and December. Um, but also, the for some of them, you know, these are millennials, and I've you've heard me in the in the meetings. Anytime somebody says, "I just wish people were more like me," 
they're not. And some of the appeal of folks of, hey, I want my last summer to travel or do whatever else after this four-year journey of college, sure. I, why not encourage that? And, yeah. you know, some of the folks we would give um, pay advances because I was like, get that out of your system as far as, you know, if you're going to go to, well, not in COVID times here, but if you're going to go for a month in Asia or two months in Europe, go do it now. We'll, we'll even help you, you know, with some of the. Um, yeah, that does get harder to do as you get older and all the, it gets, all the things it gets about really life. Hard. Yeah, you yeah. can do it in consulting. I've already yeah. said a leave of absence in consulting is, is one of the rare things we can do, but it's harder to stay on track with the rest of your, you know, group. But we, yeah, so sure. we would start them all in September and then, you know, it'd be a group of seven to 10 folks. And I think it was really hard for folks that, you know, own consulting firms or other stuff is, is the, well, wait a minute, that's a, you know, my September payroll is going to be a lot higher <laughs> right. and I'm not going to have the billing to reflect yeah. it. But, you know, I would say consistently because we had the summer to prep, okay, Hey, we got to sell a lot more work that starts in October. Um, we would see those people profitable in the second month. Hmm. And so, you know, the, uh, the money works, but you got to commit, you know, the, it's a three year journey, right. Yeah. And the, um, you got to commit to going to school to hire, to hire the next year so that the people that you hire can talk to the other people, you know, because I, I would still say, even with college hiring, um, referrals are always going to be yeah. your number one way to get people in. And what's better than someone who likes working for you talking to, to their classmates sure. from the year before? Well, so, so um, an average uh, TSG class is what, six to eight people, something like that? We were, we were doing seven to ten. Okay, seven to ten. So, so let's walk it backwards. So seven to ten, happy new hires start in September, October. What happened leading up to that? What are the the steps you guys were taking? So, you know, and and this is the weird part. In September, a year before that, we would go on campus recruiting at – and we kind of ended up um, focused on – you know, we've always had some success at um, Purdue and uh, Notre Dame – We've we kind of branched out to Michigan, Michigan State. I think those are kind of the secrets of. Um, sometimes we would lose uh, uh, folks from like we we do hire from Illinois, um, but we'd lose Illinois folks to Silicon Valley. Um, a lot of times, the Michigan and Michigan State ones were really successful from a. You know, competing against Detroit isn't yeah. as hard as competing against maybe Indianapolis. Um, okay. And then we would have some small ones. We had a lot of luck with DePaul with the W. Mm-hmm. Um, as well as uh, uh, Bradley, as well as mm-hmm. some great recruits from from there. Um, we never, you know, we kind of stayed away from um, Northwestern or Wisconsin. Uh, we tried a little bit at Marquette. Um, but we typically would get an alumni that would say, hey, I want to own my school and I want to hire folks yeah. from there. And, and, and we would delegate it to them. Because they'd be, you know, hey, I want to get more people from... Excited about it too, right? And they'd be excited about it, yeah. Yeah. And so what's, uh, you know, uh, I I like the, the, there's obviously the strategy behind looking at where they're, you know, you're you're skiing to where the snow is as opposed to looking for the trees. Like there's opportunity at Michigan because maybe there's not as many people, which surprises me a little bit, but I could see how... I would say... A lot more in Indiana. There's there's folks in Michigan that want to work in Chicago. So right. okay. we had, okay. we would have from our recruiting side, we would really focus on what we called the three C's because we were evolved to, Hey, we need to see computer science. And, mm-hmm. you know, I would, 
So from a computer science perspective, the nice part about, you know, inexperienced college recruiting is you have a transcript. You know, anybody else can bluff their way through what they did for a job, a coding test, you know, all that other stuff sometimes isn't as good as, well, wait a minute, how, what kind of grades did you get? over this three-month period. So, yeah. you know, we would say computer science and from, a, you know, the, the, the schools that we're going to, we'd have a rough idea. We'd look for, you know, I always tell people I'd look for A's in your programming classes. This is what we're paying mm-hmm. you to do. We want to see that you're good at it, right? Yeah. Um, and then we would have Chicago was the second C, was we were looking for folks that were excited about wanting to be in Chicago. Because hmm. sometimes yep. you get... Especially in Notre Dame, I think that has much more of a national recruiting class. You get the, hey, I'd love to try Chicago, but my family's on the East Coast and I'm going to move there. And we were like, yeah, yeah you know, we, we wanted people that, hey, I want to go to the big city. You know, my family, whether it's in um, some of the surrounding states around Chicago or um, that, hey, they were excited about Chicago. And then the last one was culture. And I kind of mm-hmm. think this was our secret sauce was, you know, we, we got to the point where we would ask the question of, hey, if you went to lunch with this person, you know, on a one, scale of one to 10, 10 being a really interesting lunch yeah. and one being a very boring lunch, how would you rate them? And, you know, to kind of, we're consultants, we kind of want to weed out a little bit of the antisocial side yeah. of it, especially because we're working in teams. So on campus, we would do you know, this kind of grading and then decide, you know, of the, if we're going to hire seven to 10, typically we try to bring in 20 plus people into the office for the second series of office interviews, just figuring that we might not like everybody we bring in that that was rare, but not everybody is going to accept with us. Right. It's really, it's interesting. You bring up the point about, you know, in consulting, there's a lot of, uh, you know, you, you need to be a good communicator, you know, uh, with, with people. And I always think, I always put the focus on, because you'll be talking to clients maybe more because there's always a new project, there's always a new team. But but on the flip side of that, you you might be shuffled around to different teams and you might have worked at our company for a while and really never worked with that person over there. And you're always remaking that every whatever the, the frame time frame is, you know, three to six in a month or something. Well, I think, it, yeah, it's, it's client-side communications, but, you know, you, you want a good team. Yeah. Right? And we want a culture where people enjoy working with each other. Mm-hmm. And, you know, what's a better example than did you enjoy lunch with this yeah. person? Right. And and you'd be surprised how effective that is. I think the other secret thing that, you know, now that, that I'm not running it, I can share from a recruiting side was uh, we would do the night before the office interview. So typically, you know, whether it's 10 people or whatever we'd have in, you know, We'd say, hey, we want you to come the night before. We're going to send you out to dinner and an event um, with mostly, you know, the inexperienced people. So folks that have either been here a year or two, maybe three years at the most, um, to kind of get a feel for who we are. Because you think about it, when you bring them in the office, we're in sales mode, right? For most of these people, they got, they checked all the boxes. Hey, let's show them what we're about. Um and we got a lot of great feedback from our recruits that that was the thing that, differ, you know, from the ones that accepted, really? that was okay. the thing that differentiated them was, hey, they got a feel for what it was like to work here. Mm-hmm. I would tell you the same thing from our side is 
from that culture side, we'd get feedback. Hey, what did you think of these guys? Because it's really hard. I think we sent them bowling most of the time. Um, yeah. It's really hard to fake dinner and bowling like you could fake a, <laughs> a, a 40 minute interview. Yeah, sure, sure. And so, you know, just that culture part of, hey, are, are, you know, because we want those first years folks to say, hey, I want that person as part of my team. Right, right, right. Yeah, I'm curious uh, on the training side, how did, how did you successfully navigate the, let's call it the, I don't know if it's a skills gap, but like we always find that, you know, even coming out of college, there's actually kind of still a, a pretty far journey to be really effective in the kind of work that we do. So what were the kinds of yeah. things, how did you get that new cohort in and up to speed on what you do? Because you mentioned like ECM is kind of niche, certainly not right. a class about it in school. How, 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 how were you successful getting them up to speed? Well, I think this is another advantage of not starting till them till September. Hmm. So, you know, some of the, you know, the smaller schools from Bradley and DePauw would be an easy one to example of they, they don't necessarily have the curriculum of say a university of Illinois or a Michigan, but what we would say was, but then again, they're teaching stuff that they, you know, that was, you know, industry leading two years ago. What we would give for the folks over the summer is we would say, look, here's the stuff we think you should do on your own. This is, you know, whether your college course taught it or not, here's the stuff that you need to know for us. And, you know, and if you're worried about, you know, competing against these folks from these other programs, here's the training. We would give them some, you know, unpaid self-training that we looked at as augmenting their college experience that they could do over the summer. And, you know, for the ones from the, you know, the less intense computer schools, hey, could you, you know, could you pick that up and be ready for us in September? And I, I got one good story. And if, if she watches it, Pam can send me a note. But I interviewed someone, you know, we had a class about seven. We had some room for people in yeah. the fall. And I interviewed someone in May who was a, um, had been graduated for a year, I think, from, um, Michigan State and was an industrial engineer. And, you know, the story she was saying was, hey, I was working as an industrial engineer in a, you know, uh, food processing plant in Iowa. Yeah. That's not, you know, working the midnight shift. This isn't what I thought I'd be doing. Yeah, and, sure. And you can't not, and this is an Accenture thing, you can't not look at a, um, uh, industrial engineer and say, oh, the, you know, the brain power, the horsepower is not there. We said, hey, look, right. we'll, we'll bring you on. Here's the courses you need to do over, the, you know, the self-training courses you mm -hmm. need to do over the summer. Um, and you got to take this serious. You have to do these things. And, you know, Pam killed it, right, from a uh, industrial engineer. You know, I think um, she was with us a couple of years, um, left, went to Spring CM, left there, went to Google, went back to Spring CM. I think she's now, you know, a, uh, a VP. Uh, you know, the, that ability to take that chance on her, I think she appreciated us taking yeah. the chance on her. And we're looking, I don't want just your college to train you. I want you to keep an interest in, you know, learning and that ability to learn once you get um, to us. But then we would, you know, for her, then she started with the group of the other eight, um, bonded with all of them. Yeah. And then we sent them through typically two, two and a half weeks of specific training. And I think from a culture side, we would divide that up 
between 10 different people. Yeah. So these people would not only get exposed to the things they need to learn, but we'd have different people teaching each one of the courses so that they get exposed to the other people they could be working with once they're done. Yeah. It's funny because as you're saying that, I, I know I'm, I'm a little hesitant to ask people to, you know, spend a summer unpaid getting ramped up for us, but we've noticed that, you know, really a lot of the development work for yourself, developing your own skills, it, while we can give you a lot, you know, in the office, the people that really excel are the ones to your point that just want to keep learning and they're going to do it on their own. And, and there's a balance between, you know, we we can help you, we can show you the path, but a lot of that work, I mean, you, you can go in any school and if you don't do the work or you do the work, it's all on you. If you, if you actually, if it sticks and you can do something. Well, I think Notre Dame's a great example. It's not like there's not a gazillion smart people at Notre Dame. The last time I think we hired, they're still teaching C++. Right. Right, which is a great base level, but it's not what we needed from a Java and JavaScript, Ruby, whatever, you know, whatever right. Angular, whatever else you want, you know. So, I, and it's not like we're having them take these courses and take tests or you have to come Java certified or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Saying, you know, what, what I think George would do would be a really good you know, here's the pieces we need you to learn and understand. Yeah. And then still, you're going to be in the office for another two and a half weeks of learning it. And then, you know, Mike, we've talked about it. Then it's the staffing side of it of where the, you know, everything we do revolves around staffing. Hey, given that everybody in the company now knows these seven people, what would be the best place to staff them you know, hey, the kids that are killing it, okay, let's put them on the harder jobs. The kids that aren't, let, and I say kids, but the college recruits, the kids that aren't, let's put them on the job where they can continue to learn more. Yeah. And, and you know, and not stress them out, maybe, and that's where our software came into play, not stress them out with a client engagement that's due two weeks from now. That right. We expect XYZ. You know, um, maybe as a, a, a final point, um, the part that's, I think, the real mystery to me, and maybe if people are listening to this and interested, okay, this college thing sounds interesting. Can you talk a little bit how you, um, the process of, you know, selecting a college, say it's DePauw or whoever, one of, one of your one of your cohorts, and, you know, approaching the, I don't know, the admission, the I don't, I don't even know what the role is. Here I am kind of fumbling for it. How, how, how did you get into that, make the relationships, job fairs, whatever that stuff is? Let's talk about that and how you well, work. And a lot of times your your recent grads will know who to cut, right? I went through the job program. You know, we had Ray really knew Iowa State when we used to work sure. from Iowa State. But, you know, the, they, the colleges want to make it easy for you, and especially in this COVID side. Last, yeah. the, the career fairs this fall were, last fall were all virtual, I would think they're probably going to be mostly virtual. Yeah, probably. Yeah. So you can just look at the, you know, and say, oh, look, so I can pick, hey, where are my people from? And I think, Mike, this is the point where you get, hey, who wants to help us recruit more people from their colleges? Yeah, yeah. Right? And really, you know, push those people. The other thing is, you know, I, we talked about referrals are always the best thing. Yeah. You know, it's not too late to get interns for the summer. Right. This is, you know, last year we were looking and we saw so many people canceled their internships because of COVID. Um, I would expect there's not only recent college grads that would take an internship as, as well as juniors that would take an internship if you can do it for them. And, you, you know, what was a real breaker for us was, hey, 
those are recruiters for you on campus. Yeah, sure, fall. sure. So, you know, having, picking a school. So say, um, say it's University of Illinois. And hey, let's, let's hire an intern who fits the profile of the people that we would like to recruit. So probably a little bit more outgoing, but smart. Mm-hmm. Um, diversity, if you can get it. You know, I, I always tell people at 86, we were 40% female at Accenture, kind of. <laughs> with Melinda Gates, who's in the news now, of, hey, pre the, you know, computer geek revolution in the 90s, it was that. But you could get some diversity in an intern. And then not only can you possibly hire that person for the following year, but you can try them out for the summer and they go back and and refer you to their friends. Hey, you should interview right. with Caxi. Here's why I really enjoyed it over the summer. Yeah. And what's, this is a really dumb question, but like, what's, what's the title of the office you call to start that journey to figure out how uh, placement. It's, placement? It's, the, okay. it's the placement. Yeah. yeah. And just the, you know, they, um, they, they want a little bit of money from the career fair, but most of the time, you know, they are anxious to get their students, you know, Michigan state is one that my daughter's at that I have a relationship with the, yeah. you know, the, the, um, uh, the, the keystone or the, Capstone guy, mm-hmm. very anxious to get their guys placed yeah, in, sure. in good sense. places because yeah. that helps them, you know, with their uh, uh, their programs. And mm-hmm. I thought we we just did really well with so many good Michigan State and Michigan folks over time that just you know, hey, I want to get to Chicago, and but I don't want to leave the Midwest. Right, right. Hey, listen, this has been. Uh, terrific. Very informative. I think uh, lots of people listening are at least curious about next steps. So thanks for uh, kind of priming the pump for thinking about hiring and training in a different way. Yeah, it's good. And I get, Mike, it's not, it's probably more for the other peers like yourself out there. Mm. But I, I do think it relates to, to companies as well. Of just that, you know, back in that commitment of, hey, can I hire and train folks and, and giving me yeah. a different way you know, even if they come in with lots of experience, shouldn't I put them through some training to get sure. those cultural benefits? That's great. Hey, well, thanks. Uh, good chatting with you. Talk to you soon. All right. Thanks, Mike. You made it all the way to the end. Thanks. Don't forget to subscribe and like this video to hear more content just like this.